Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm Tito Labine, and this is the Impulse Show. And with me, as always, looking jacked, yoked, and absolutely vascular, Jeffrey Keeble. Yo, what up? What up? Did my voice? And change? also joining ooh, us, ooh, the ooh, ageless ooh. wonder, looking delicious as always, Lyle Keeble. I'm only as cute as my coworkers. Ooh, super sexy, ooh, with Keeble, then. ooh might be the new <laughs> cute intern. Who knows? <laughs> What's up? Nothing much, man. What's going on, guys? You guys sound healthier. You sound better. You That's sound what I was just going to say. You way sound better. better. You look better. You're smiling. Yeah. My hair's done. Yeah. You're not all greased dude. out. Not all greased out. Not all grubby. Yeah. Just I mean, I feel like I got more energy. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, hopefully I can... Uh, had some laughs today because last week I was struggling to not laugh because it kind of hurt or I just end up going into a coughing fit of the <laughs> microphone and, uh, you know, not trying to sound like Auschwitz here, you know, or anything. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah. well, I, I guess there goes our sponsor with the yeah. uh, mention of <laughs> fucking Auschwitz yeah. right off the rip. Yeah. One minute in. Sweet. One, uh, well, that's what a hangover can do to you when you turn 33. You stop it. It was not a hangover. hangover. And I'm not 33, man. I'm 32. You're 33. You'll I'm be 32. 33. I'm 32. And within two days, we'll say. By the time most people hear this, you'll be 33. I cannot confirm nor deny. I can <laughs> I can tell you, though, I'll be 33 some point this month going forward. Yep. So I'm still 32. No, you're 33, and, aren't you? Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. All right. No, Nuh-uh. I was off. Sometime was this off. week. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. Sometime, Sometime in January. Yeah. I'm, I'm Sometime sorry. within the next, you know, 21 days. I'm sorry. I'll uh, be, I'll be 32. Fault. Damn, 33. I'll be, th- I'll be 32. Damn, you look I'm 30, 31 right now. You look 40. <laughs> you said I look 40? <laughs> what? How fucking dare you? Come on now. He goes, I'm the youngest 40. looking one out of here except Lyle and you. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you, I didn't realize you were that young. I mean, Shit. <laughs> me and him are basically the same age. Yeah, but yeah. I thought he was older than you. He is older than me, but I am by a by year. Months. How old are you? I just turned 32 a couple months ago. Oh, see, I thought he was closer to my age, like 34. We're both 32. And what, Lyle? At end of 91? End of 90. End of 90. Yeah. And I was bo- born beginning of 90. Yeah. Jeffrey's born in the fucking 80s. Yeah, right. right. God, what a goblin. Yeah, I wonder what the first, uh, what's that called? Woodstock was like. (laughs) (laughs) You just missed the draft for Vietnam. (laughs) Not that old. That's how old he is. Still young. young. Can you hear you walk around all creaky and shit? Yeah, right. For real. For real. Not a good week last week. Not at all. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Yeah, we've seen that. What happened? None. I so, just uh, got lazy and and stepped on someone's foot, and my knee buckled. And I are did, you done? Are you done? No, yeah. I'm not done. Are you done? Like, are, can you give it up, please? No, no. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was running through my mind was I was like, "Shit! If I blew up my knee, 
I'm old as fuck. I don't need to be having another knee surgery. Listen, you you can't be rec league champion anymore. I'm like, get over it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You're still. done. It's cashed. Uh-uh. You don't see, see me trying to play football still. <laughs> well, you're not up there, like, yeah. you know, practicing for semi-pro football. No, man, my time is well, done. You have to I'm be over good. It. Give it up. You have to be good. I am. I oh, still uh, am good. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should do a hit drill, me and you. You stop it. This Don't want to hurt you. I mean, you weekend. stepped on someone's foot and you got hurt. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I had, to, I had right. to collide with earth in order to get hurt. Well, let's go then, bitch. I mean, I rolled oh, my, my. I, dude, <laughs> pulled my hamstring. Like I said, I had to get in a fight with earth and you're over here just stepping pulled on someone's ham- foot. Pulled my hamstring and you're out for <laughs> the God. Don't even go. I'm not even going to go there. That's a whole yeah. other subject. God, man. <laughs> I tell you what, you look back on it now, that might have been one of the best things to. To happen to impulse. Why? Yeah, I think it was. Why? Well, because then we started doing the foot race thing after that. That got us kind of like cool with Leduc too, like showing him that video. Oh, like that, that like that opened up like the door for him. Like, oh, these guys are actually funny. Yeah, I come limping <laughs> over. He's like, so do got a little hitch in my giddy up. Lyle, Lyle, you're so eager too. You're like, here, yeah. check this out. Yeah, look, look at this. Look at this. Shit up. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I guess your your hurt helped us in the long run. I love it. Dude thought I was out here faking it. You were. And I had to go on. I, I, had to go I to still, a hike in I a still bachelor thought, party at the end of July. I still thought you were faking until I seen the bruise after your hike, and I was like, "Is that <laughs> is that a bruise on your leg?" <laughs> and you're like, I didn't, "What?" I didn't even know it was. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. yeah. So we had to see you naked to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you to see my cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, nice ass, but you got a bruise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the darkest part on me is that fucking bruise. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I tell you what though, I, um, <clears throat> I know we still like to get together and like play call of duty and, um, you know, do the podcast stuff and we're going to be doing it for, but yeah, I, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you don't because you had to go to Fargo, but I do miss like getting together and like filming stuff. I mean, just seeing you guys, seeing the, seeing the guys. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely miss that for sure. But I'm sure like with you, like you said, with you guys being on Fargo and it being, you know, negative a thousand, that's not always the best. You're going to, yeah. Fargo was uh, a little, it wasn't hectic, but, it definitely reminded me why I didn't want to shoot Snowcross. <laughs> One race right off the yeah, right. start. Season like, opener. Yeah, I was like, hey, season opener. We're in Fargo instead of the middle of the season, so it's going to be warmer. No. It's still the fucking... It was still the fucking coldest year, day of the year, last year. So, fuck Fargo. What's that temperature supposed to be like this weekend? Oh. I don't know. Hopefully um, 90s, 30s. 20s thursday is 31 okay. friday high of 20 all right love it low of seven yep and saturday is low of 10 high of 34 like what are like this happened at fargo too like it was nice weather and then the week we show up it goes negatives and then same with Blizzard. this week and then it's 30 something and we get there it's gonna be like oh 20 and then 10 can't just be like stay at like a 20 or a 30 for us. Well, yeah. And and I think it's because you guys, they race at night. So you guys are filming then once sun's down and it's dark and it's not even like a good part of the day. Well, even when it's 
dark over here at nighttime. It's still like 17 degrees out. It's not fucking 10 or 7. And I, I guess it depends too on like the wind and whatnot. Yeah. Should be fun. I'm excited you're, to go to Canterbury. I was just going to say, you're going to be able to see everybody again this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hope uh, Kitsman's ready. ready. Uh, you know, I like I said, I've been sick the past week. You know, my energy level's been really low, and I cannot wait to kind of get around him and just, you know, release all this repressed, <laughs> you know, energy and just start dropping, you know, H-bombs. <laughs> He's probably going to have to, like, walk away from you for a little bit. Yeah. You know what I should do? I should carry a, a Bible on me. And just be like, be like, if I ever become too much, I want you to say a prayer and then we'll just start again. You know, kind of like, kind of, you know, empty out the, you know, the, the sin container or whatever. Yeah. Just like, tell me what page to turn to and we'll, yep. I'll <laughs> we'll say it with there. you. I won't mean it, but I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read it with you, but I don't mean any of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll read, I'll read it with you, brother. I'll, I'll hold your hand, but I won't mean it. I'll look down. You look up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun this weekend i think yeah well anyway how was everybody's weekend though i started working out oh yeah you did oh did you really i I thought about working out too but yeah i told jeffrey i started working out and it's not like his type of working out so it doesn't count as working out yeah i mean like he Tito, gave me a can, look, like because I'm not he lifting heavy weights. Yeah, Might as well do that, Tito. He's not fucking snorting, you know, C4 or anything. Yeah. Oh, dude, my pre-workout hit so hard last night. It was amazing. See, that's what I'm saying. Like I just, <laughs> I raw dog everything. I'm just going off pure, pure watch. Pure drive. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't need something to get me there. Thank you. Yeah, but man. where do you go? That's, that's how Jeffrey where, is. Where, where do you, you go? Need the motivation. Where do you go? <laughs> I do. I got where, the where Fitbot app and everything. I go? do exactly what you do. Where do you go? I use fucking body go? weight, bro. Where do you go? <laughs> where do you go? Home workouts. Yeah. See, I have to drive a half hour to go work out. You can do home workouts too. Mm-mm. <laughs> See? Mm-mm. Not where I'm at. Look at that. Where he, I'm needs, at. he needs all that validation. He not, needs to go show off and not peacock in front of everybody. Pump his chest out a little bit. Not his neck's hard. Yep. Not where I'm at. I got to go to an actual gym. Sorry, guys. No, you don't. You don't? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Why? You know what? I'm going to put a poll up right now on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah here we go. Full time. <laughs> no, but I am proud of Lyle, though, to, to start working out, to get his life together. I just got a sore. Unlike some Lyle else. too is, you know, if obviously if things come together and mm-hmm. you know, I move to where you're at. Yep. And um, you know, we 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 could maybe be gym buddies, man. You know, I'm, look, I'm down for that. I will motivation. be your accountability buddy. I'll, I'll I'll cook for us, you know what I mean? I'll be good to you. <laughs> I'll be a good wife. He'll <laughs> <laughs> burn your steak. so cold. Chow's so cold. He'll burn your steak. I'll be good to you, Stu. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for that. Like, as of now, I'm just doing like off apps and shit. But if we go to an actual gym, yeah, you gotta start somewhere. That's all that matters. Is that you started, unlike someone else in this group? Hey, man, you want you want to pay for my gym membership? Lyle's not paying for anything. That's that's his prerogative, man. That's his choice. 
You, you, come on, you know, you know, I'm beyond home workouts. You know, daddy's no, got to get it, get that lift in. Oh, yeah, he's, he's talking he's about me. At. He's talking yeah. about me. Hey, oh, you gotta go to be a peacock. You gotta be a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both getting like stronger. I'm more about like I need to get my cardio back up. My car- yeah, oh, Jeffrey. dude, I've been on that stairmaster every night. I'm over lifting, uh, lifting my fucking sofa, lifting my ottoman, <laughs> you know what I mean? Squatting my fridge. There's only so much I can do, Jeffrey. Yeah. yeah. That, that you guy. know, yeah. a, a, just a home workout can't do. He All needs right. to get to the gym like you. All right. Well, how about this? If we, The tree bark is worn if, out from if, punching it if, outside. If, if just, we show up on Thursday and we have time to work out, we're going to go work out. Nah. Yeah. Me and you. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Are you gonna pay for my gym membership? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll pay for. You're gonna pay I'll for pay, my gym membership. I'll pay for the day pass. The one day pass. What am I gonna do for a day? I, I haven't just, been in the gym since I left my other job, bro. Yeah. It's so October. What am I gonna do for one day? I don't know my workout, and then we'll just see where you're at. I'm gonna jump on board with your workout, dude. The workout. That's like for that's like Keegan. That's like Keegan being like, "Hey, man, we're gonna go for a a, a rip around Crandon." Here's a pro too. Keep up with me. Uh, no, motherfucker. <laughs> I need <laughs> no, no. I need the last thing I trucks. drove was a Honda Civic, and you're over here being like, "You pro too, bro." No, no. So we're gonna go work out. Oh my me, fucking. you, and Kitzman. We get Jesus. <laughs> to get the, Jesus. Yeah, we get Jesus for you because we're probably well be when you're laying on the floor. I tell you what. At least we're talking about positive things here. You know, we're talking about working out and. Talking about Jesus because you know, shout out to uh, to our boy who's like, oh, I enjoyed hearing you guys back, except for the the drunken tirade. Oh. Otherwise, it was good to hear you back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was that? Nogs. He said that to you. <laughs> yeah. He was, yeah. I was like, I was like, I appreciate you, Nogs. I love you. <laughs> Actually, everyone, I was surprised on how how much uh, feedback we got. Just for being us. Yeah, same. I I was really surprised and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was it was, it was motiv- nice to hear. Yes, motivating. It was it was nice to hear like the kind words and everything. And again, like I said, like we don't know what we're doing. We're just rambling on talking about your your hangover and how you can't hack it no more. Please, Here's- stop my game. Speaking of game. We ended the last episode with you like messaging Melissa. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I did message her and I did, I think I snapped her like a few times, but um, I, I wasn't feeling confident myself. I I do know that I think today probably sending her a snap, just be like, what's up girl? I'm like, how you doing? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like what I said, you, you look good right now. Your hair yeah, is I'm done up. Good. <laughs> Dude, the hair does look good. It's on point. Yep. Have you sent her a face Snapchat yet? I have, yeah. But it was like, again, I think I had just gotten out of the shower and, you know, your hair is just, it's wet. It's like matted down or combed back or whatever it was and wasn't like too confident in myself. But now, though, like I said, I, I think <clears throat> probably send one of them bad boys off and see mm-hmm. where it goes. Mm-hmm. It's all fluffy. Mm-hmm. I love it. You put some conditioner in that? I did. I used Dove. Dove shampoo and then a uh, separate conditioner. Mm. I wish my hair could flow like that. I got like coarse hair. Like we're just like. 
No, you don't. You don't. You don't want this thin hair, bro. I need like the flow part of it, I guess. Then you got thin hair, you say? I do. So I have a lot of hair, but I have like thin, greasy hair, and oh. I got it. I get it from my dad. Yeah. See, I don't have a lot of hair, and I'm thin. Yeah. Yeah, not good. That's the only thin part on me is my fucking hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is thick. <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. <laughs> else thick. All chode like. Yeah. No, anyway, so. uh this uh yeah this no this past weekend um celebrated my grandma's birthday mm-hmm. jeffrey was there thank you so much for showing up uh for being a part of our uh birthday weekend celebration you didn't seem too thrilled i i was extreme she wasn't or what do you mean me you i was thrilled i don't know how much energy you want from me dog i'm out here dying shit up yeah. every day yeah i was dying 110 Dude, I was I was laying there on Tuesday sick, and I was like, I might die. So the last thing I said was something cool, and, and then I woke up. I was like, I guess I'm not dead. Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> and and you know, you got all my energy, Jeffrey. I don't know what you want from me. I'm sorry, dude. My birthday gift is is going back towards the company. It is. It is. What is your birth? What was your birthday gift? So my mom got me four bags of uh flat or curbed uh gopro stickies oh nice dude right i opened it up and me and jeff we were both like little kids man we were like oh i was like dude look at this and like my mom got a picture of us like all excited like it was just a big box (laughs) i mean they're four huge bags of these stickies and i was like well i guess we're all set for next season gotta imagine a 33 year old and a 35 32 year old getting excited 32 and a 35 year old (laughs) All sorts of excited. Tell them about my gift. Tell them about my gift. Oh, and then this guy gets me, and I can't wait till you show up so then I can take all of it out, and then I'll take a picture and I'll put it on Instagram. Um, But he got me an old man package. He got me a bag full of just old dude shit. Where it was like, uh, was it like Vicks? And it was like one of the Vicks things for your nose. Uh, it was like Pepto Bismol, um, dude wipes, paper, towel, dude wipes, ibuprofen, uh, toilet paper, uh, uh, a water bottle. Dude got me fucking oatmeal cream pies, and he goes, "You know what that's for?" Yeah. Like, Jesus, <laughs> like, my family is here, dude. <laughs> Shit, he goes, "You know what that's for." <laughs> and then he got me a book that said like by way of God or something like yeah. that. <laughs> I spent way too much money on it. I tell you that much. Dude, it was it was so good. It was it was really funny. He goes, I went too hard for you. Yeah. I went hard. I gave I gave 110, but whatever. And then uh and then my my gram ended up getting a oh yeah a fucking dildo and lube for, for yeah, who got uh, her that for her gift? Her husband. <laughs> it's awesome. I was like, Jesus. Wait, who's her husband? We'll we'll talk about her off air, Jeffrey. Okay. <laughs> he goes, wait. I was there. <laughs> I was there. I didn't see it. <laughs> wait. So, okay. All right. <laughs> um, man, we didn't get a chance to talk about Ken Block. That's oh, an yeah. absolute shame on 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 what happened with him. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh... Yeah, that that sucks. I mean, that I was guess, surprising, man. I mean, I thought JQ was messing with me. No, when did that happen? When was that? Was that January third? Uh, no, 
Or was that Tuesday? January 2nd? Or when uh, was that? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a long time already, but. It was like last week. I think it might have been January 3rd or 4th. Yeah, it had to be like on Monday or Tuesday. Um, let's see. January 2nd. Yeah. Cause I remember a super, you know, not, not a hundred percent on Monday after that Packer game. Yeah. And uh, I think JQ told me and I was like, Oh my fucking God, man. Yeah. yeah. Snowmobile accident, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I mean, to lose the icon like that. Um, or like this and how he went out. But again, again, he was doing what he loved. I mean, obviously had a passion for snowmobiles. I mean, during the winter months, so can't really, I mean, you can be sad, but not too sad about like basically saying like he did what he loved. Yeah. So, um, you know, our hearts are out to his family and everything. And, you know, sucks losing a loved one, but not only that, but he was an icon in action sports and revolutionized kind of the way we see things as far as like drifting and what he did with the Jim Connell videos and everything. And, and, and even for me, like just getting into videoing, you know, it's always been a dream, at least of mine to do something like that, film something like that, you know, and, and hopefully maybe, you know, maybe this will push us to, to do it and create a little res off brand (laughs) style of it. But you know, yeah, no, it definitely sucks. Um, but you know, I, I guess it's, uh, it's life. It happens. Um, but he, for sure, he didn't take anything for granted every day. So, you know, did what he loved. I, um, I always had like this and maybe this is a bad take, but, um, you know, when like the, the dirt video game came out and then dirt two came out, <clears throat> I really enjoyed those games. And then, you know, that was when rally cross was still, or at least was, was a big thing back then. And I enjoyed racing in, in dirt too, but then in like the third dirt, and then even another one after that, like the whole game became con- consumed by that Jim Connor thing. And it, it really took away from like a lot of that, the racing aspects of it, I guess, in a video game. And I didn't enjoy that because then it revolved around rally and then you basically drifting through or under like semis and stuff. And I always kind of like, you know, first of all, who am I? But I always kind of held it like against him a little bit because he kind of <laughs> the game wasn't fun then. Like it was just like you by yourself, either in the woods, you know, doing rally or you just like drifting around these like tractor tires. And I'm like, you're kind of taking away from like the element of racing against other like vehicles or AIs or contact or whatever it may be. So I was always kind of like a little butthurt that he really kind of pushed that Jim Connor thing. And then it was like as big as it was, because I wasn't, I don't know, I guess like the biggest fan uh, on it. I mean, I'm impressed by it for sure. Like I, I could barely fucking drift in a snowy parking lot, let alone what these guys were doing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, definitely impressed by it, but I just, I think I was just still a little butthurt by it, by, by kind of taking away some of the racing elements in, in a video game. And 
No, you look back on it now. It's so trivial. It's so stupid. Um, you know, considering everything that he brought to, uh, to like racing or even like the uh, automotive, you know, industry or, or realm or, or whatever you want to call it. And um, definitely a shame, definitely way too early. And I mean, you know, who, who knows what if, what if he would have, you know, been a part of an off-road truck or something, you know, that came close to, you know, be, being around us. I, I don't think I've ever once gotten close to being where Ken Block is, man, unfortunately. And it'd have been cool to kind of see him, take a step like Travis Pastrana did or, um, you know, Tanner Faust kind of guys like that. That'd have been, I think, really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. So should we. I don't know how to go forward from that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Moment of silence. Because yeah. <laughs> no, how do you move on from that? Like I said, we lost uh, an icon in our industry, so it's it's hard to move forward. But, you know, hopefully we all do him proud and uh, we just continue picking up where he left off. So. um, So are we going to then call our guest? Uh, yes. Do you yes. want me to do the... Yes. Okay. For facing the elements, Castle X has you covered. From head to toe and for everyday wear, visit a Castle dealer near you or visit castlesales.com. Castle X, your performance gear company. And thank you, Castle X, for sponsoring this week's interviewer. Aho, Chimi Gwitch! Aho! Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so our next guest, we haven't had him on in a minute. He was, I think, guest number one. Hello. And, uh, <laughs> Aho, and Hello. our next guest <laughs> is the two-time World Cup champion, two-time Pro Two points champion and the four time no pullout champion because he's a father. <laughs> We've got Keegan Kincaid. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm good at a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm only I'm I'm better at I'm better at you than one thing. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, well, it depends what you say. You know what I mean? I, I consider them prizes. So ask Jeffrey. You know what I mean? Maybe we're doing better than you. Yep. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. You've got four. Yeah. You've got four prizes. Jeffrey's got one. Me and Lyle still, yeah. still hunting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still looking to see who's going to take that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that seed bullet. No. Okay. Um, so that's, another, that's for, that's for another podcast. Yeah. That's yeah, for another yeah, time. Yeah. That's for, <laughs> that's for Tito after dark, not Tito yeah, at yeah. 133. Who knows? Maybe it's Melissa. I don't know. <laughs> no so uh keegs we were uh talking last week i i met this uh native out at stadium view after a packer game and uh, i was listening to the podcast i heard i heard yeah yeah man she uh <laughs> dude she's really cute man i i i showed a picture to jeffrey she uh put on her snapchat story dude not bad right jeffrey pretty cute not bad at all i was just yeah. saying you got to see her huh i would do and and how I can't screenshot it, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I can't be that creepy. You should have. Right. Oh, He's like, no oops, balls. my mistake. 
I tell yeah. you what, if she's gonna be around forever, you'll see her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one you might settle down for is what you're saying. I don't know, man. I don't know. She was like I said, dude. She's 37. She got two kids. I think her youngest is like 13 or something. So I guess we're gonna have to start over. I mean, oh, perfect. That's what you're thinking. Well, if I wait five more years. Maybe yeah. I don't have to deal with any kids again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I might. I might just be. Like, hey, at least give me one. Yeah, oh. yeah. Give me one. I need one. If it's a girl, yeah. we'll throw it away. We'll try again. But. I mean, your, birth, your birthday. Your birthday is coming up here, so I mean, you're getting pretty old. You might want. I know, man. I'm still. Up. I'm still yeah. 32, though. Still 32. We just talked yeah. about it. Keegan knows. Yeah, Keegan. Oh, knows yeah. What's up? Dude, Keegan's relentless, yeah. man, when it comes to my birthday. <laughs> dude yeah, is, he's always old, old man. Dude is like 11 days uh, younger than me. And he's always <laughs> hounding me about being old as shit. you always be older, man. I'll I'm, like, be older. I'm like, bro, my eyes developed just 11 days before yours. Did. You <laughs> <get out of here. laughs> yeah, they're going to go away 11 days earlier. Yo, too. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. I, uh, you know what? I was feeling pretty confident about myself till I got sick last week and I got reminded that you know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not invincible. Oh man. You're telling me that rollover. Uh, I'm still feeling the effects of that. Been going to the chiropractor, got an MRI. Got to get back in racing shape here shortly. So what do you mean? The That's... rollover in that little bug? Holy man. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, man. My neck was been, uh, Actually, I had to go get my eye. I had some bulging discs. Got to get taken care of. And but uh, we're getting back on the mend. We'll be ready to go. But then we had a good break here. Oh, that's so, why. That's why I haven't balled you up all all winter. Then, huh? Yeah, saving you guys from the humiliation. <laughs> been, been scared. Been scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I remember you talking about that too. And uh, so th- there was. I think you said you had a, a possible. Uh, fear of like maybe there being a fracture is, is there anything like that or like you said just a bulging disc what's the yeah so what, what's yeah, the we, continuous we did a, like ache I guess yeah we did um, an x-ray and some x-rays showed some things so we ended up having to do an MRI and MRIs just showed um, a couple bulging discs that that we should be able to take care of with some time and which is good so I've been going to the chiropractor and been doing some rehabilitation on it but um still been in some pain you know from it just like consistent but uh it's getting gradually getting better and better but um some might have to do with some old age but uh we're we're healing up we'll be ready to go what would be the uh timetable on that then you think of as far as like you being back to where you at least feel close to 100% like is it a few months down the road or yeah, yeah we're hoping the season. Uh, yeah, we're hoping a month or two here we'll be back feeling back to 100%, you know, the chiropractor thinks that we'll be, you know, we have a good plan in place and we should be back to a, you know, 100% or if not really close by race time. So, yeah, it's good to hear, you know, there's nothing really major that that um at least affected me now, you know, we had some nerve issues and but it's a you know, a process but we'll be ready to go for the season. Is there any uh, like physical therapy or anything like that that you plan on doing? Like any like neck exercises or bands or anything like that to help work that yeah, out or we, prevent anything? Well, I, yeah, I've been doing using some traction. They they call it a traction, basically on the neck. Like you hang it from the door and you uh, stretch the neck back out, and and been doing some stuff like that. She's been giving me some exercises, so 
trying to recoup it. You know what I mean? We did a little bit of some activity, you know, did, did some stuff and it kind of flared it back up. And, uh, but, um, yeah, no, it'll be fine. I, you know, it is what it is and move on from it and make it the best you can. So, uh, well then what are, uh, what are some off season plans that you got? I know, like, you know, obviously we, we know you, um, and, and kind of the, some of the things that you do, uh, like, I think you just had purchased a, a, a hot rod body, right? What's, yeah. what's going on with that? What's the plans yeah. with that? Yeah, we got a lot going on. So from, um, yeah, the four kids to coaching varsity basketball to building a new pro two, you know, my dad's been full time on that. Um, you know, and then last week we just picked up a 1931 model a, so oh. we're, um, gonna, basically making a, a hot rod out of it. Not going to make a rat rod. Me and my dad have some ideas and using, you know, the goal is to make a thousand horse twin turbo, you know, full roll cage. Um, basically want to use this for shows, demos, videos with you guys, you know, create some cool content. And instead of doing another race truck, you know, this is another approach that we can take and appeal to some different, different crowd you know we're we're hitting a hot rod market and who knows where it leads maybe we start building some more hot rods and um doing some chassis i know we've had some people approach us and ask us to do it but with racing full-time and building new trucks it's it makes it really tough and so you know we've been developing a plan and and coming up with it we got it in the shop and and started almost already tearing it apart you know the goal is to have it done by spring of next year um we have a lot of work to do on it but um I don't plan on building another pro two next year. So get this one going, um, brand new pro two and, um, be ready for, for the season. And, and maybe I don't mean to jump into this, uh, like biz- business, uh, question right away, but, uh, you know, as far as like a, a business model goes, man, is, is that something that you think is the new way of the future? I mean, since you listened to the podcast last week, you were talking about how tough sponsorships can be and, and you seem to have secured one you know, last year and, and we're hearing that, you know, guys are having a tough time this year. Is that something that you think maybe other guys can, can learn from is, is to have some sort of business model on the outside that can help fund your racing program? Yeah, I think, you know, the cost of racing and to be competitive has increased so much. And um, I guess the value of short course, you know, just where it's at, you know, and, and to be able to do it, I'm we're doing this for a living. So, a um, little bit different than just a hobby and showing up on the weekends and it, it is a lot of work. And so this is another Avenue, you know what I mean? It's another source of income where, you know, we're doing other things. We're appealing to different fans. We're going to do some, you know, behind the scenes with you guys and, you know, going to Daytona bike week, um, bringing, bringing the race truck down there. And, and that's just what it, uh, I feel what it takes now, you know, yeah. Racing is good. And, and, and my ego wants to win and we want to win and we want to compete. Um, but to be able to do that and do it sustainably for a living, we, we have to do other things. And, um, it's not necessarily leading to more money, but it's, um, dividing that, you know, money up into other things and hit different markets. And, and ultimately, you know, I want to do this for a long time and we want to, I also want to enjoy it. And so I enjoy you know, working with my dad, building race trucks and, and also, you know, now into the hot rod market and doing some different hot rod stuff. And, and there's not a lot of rules on that. We can do whatever we want. And so that's, what's kind of exciting about it. We can, 
use some of our creativity. You know, we use Rocky Alstein from Airhead Designs. He helped draw up some renderings and just, you know, ultimately just getting into other markets and not relying on short course to provide um, is, is something that's a goal of ours. And, you know, yeah, we love short course. That's what, that's how I've gotten here. And that's how my dad is, has built a reputation and winning. And, and that's how I've ultimately, you know, gotten to where I was, was winning in my dad and the sponsors that we had. And, you know, Lucas, Lucas Oil and Vision Wheel and Cooper Tire, they're all behind me in, in whatever I do. And, and that's what's been great as we've developed a good relationship, whether it's racing at, at short course or going to do a hot rod in Florida or going to Brainerd, Minnesota, they're all behind it. And um, we want to film it. You know, we want to do some more behind the scenes this year, do some cool content and show you something other than just racing, I guess. So um, we'll still get that content, but um, also want to expand and do some other things and have fun while doing it. I mean, you know, like, like you said, there's, there's a lot more stuff that's going on in the off season. Um, you know, let's say 10 years ago, you know, you just got done with your first full season in pro light. Um, do you think that 10 years ago, you look 10 years forward, would you have predicted the amount of, you know, adaptability that you had to kind of start to take on? Um, did you even predict anything that you'd be doing 10 years from now? Do you, or, or, or what was your thought process 10 years ago thinking like, Hey, going forward, I'm probably just going to be racing this full time sponsorship stuff. Did you even come close or even think that you'd be doing something like this in the off season? No, you know, I think, um, you know, 10 years ago, I was probably just, you know, motivated by winning <laughs> and, uh, and I was just doing whatever it took to one. And if I was spending my last dollar winning, then I was going to do that. And, um, and ultimately like that's got me where we were, you know, we invested everything back into my race program. Everything I made was getting put back into my race program, building better parts, you know, building bigger engines. You know, we might not have had the full funding, but I was selling race trucks, you know, after the season, building something new and improving. And we're still doing that. Um, but it's at a different level, you know, we want to also adapt and grow with social media changing and um, viral videos and doing stuff like this. This is one ultimate, you know, factor of, of building this cool hot rod, you know, and it's always been a goal of mine, probably like since five years ago to do something like this, whether it was a, you know, a seventies Ford F 100 or, you know, model a, we always, you know, had a ideas in the back of our head and kind of what ifs, you know, that'd be cool to do. And ultimately this year I was like, you know what, dad, we're going to do it. We're going to pull the trigger on it. You know, my dad's getting older and it's just something, one of those memories that we'll be able to enjoy together is building this, this hot rod, maybe doing some filming with it, traveling the country, ending up at SEMA. So I, I, I'm excited for it. It's like a new venture in a way, you know, and, um, not that short course is gone, but um, that's my love and passion is short course and, and racing and competing. And, and I don't see that going anywhere, but this is a, a way to help fund that and, and give an alternative and another value to, to sponsors in a way that, you know, short course can't provide at the moment. So um, yeah, we're going to create content around it, boost it, you know, sponsors are behind it, um, but we're excited and hopefully we can go out and win some races and also have some fun. Um, you know, like with, with everything that's going on, you know, the, the, the content, the hot rod, you know, the stuff that you're doing, um, you know, I, I kind of hate to jump into this. Um, but, but since it happened, um, you know, you're still very relatively young compared to, to everyone else, you know, in, in the series. Um, 
but is there any future thought of, of when eventually that you're going to stop doing short course racing, you know, are you going to hand it off to, to one of your, one of your boys or, you know, your little girl, which would be, you know, 10, 20 years from now. Um, yeah. And the reason I ask is because, you know, and, and something I want to get your opinion on is, is Jared Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, announced his retirement uh, a few weeks ago and, and he seemed to kind of be done with everything that he needed to be done with and wanted to focus on his family. Um, you know, I guess, what are your thoughts on Jared? And then what are your thoughts then on, on any potential future um, for you, your kids or any sort of retirement? Do you plan on doing this as long as Johnny grieves? Yeah. You know, you know, Jared's things, unfortunate, you know, I wish, you know, there's probably multiple factors of, you know, Jared coming from California and having to leave his family and, and come back West, you know, back East to race with us. I mean, that's a huge commitment and, and a huge money, you know, it takes a lot of money to be able to do that and travel back and forth. And they purchased a shop up here and they had a lot of overhead, you know, hiring two full-time guys where, where we're basically doing everything in house. You know, my dad and I have built our own race trucks. Um, that's what's make made it affordable is we're doing our own stuff. You know, um, we show up to the track, you know, I, I don't know if I would continue to do it if I couldn't have my family around. I know that's ultimately, you know, the goal is to, to enjoy that and spend time with them. But I don't know. I've never thought about, you know, when it's going to end. I, I kind of along for the ride. I, I really enjoy short course. And, um, but I'm also at the point where I'm opening up other avenues and, um, you know, keeping, keeping it open and basically taking care of my family and my sponsors and, and doing what I have to do to, to, to give them, you know, value and see value in myself and my team and my family. And, um, and, and whether that's racing or building hot rods and traveling the country and, and, and we're doing some stuff. I I've kind of, um, you know, obviously we didn't have the, the best year last year and that's racing. Ultimately it's probably the worst year I've had. And, um, yeah, it takes a toll on you, but ultimately I have more fire under me now than I probably have had before to go and win. But I also have a business mentality of of providing for my family and and creating value for sponsors and, and doing that in multiple ways and, and instead of relying on the series and um, yeah I'm ex- I'm excited to kind of a new venture and um, and to see where it leads to and and this is a great great way to do it and provide for sponsors and have some burnouts and man, I just want to create some cool content and have fun with my friends and family while doing it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we've asked you multiple times too about, you know, aspirations for pro four and, and I think everybody would want to, but, but like you said, man, things are expensive and, and it makes sense to stay in pro two. And, and yeah. at least, you know, I think you're going to be in pro two for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that was one of the, the, probably the most asked questions I get is, uh, are you going to pro four? And ultimately (laughs) pro four is the coolest vehicle I've ever driven. And, and, um, the most badass truck that you'll ever race. And, um, but as a business decision, it's fun racing, but it's not spending, not fun spending that money. And, um, we're doing it for a living. and, And, and right now, you know, pro four has no more value than a pro two or even a pro light for that matter. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that we've had discussions with is with the series is the value of, you know, pro four, pro two, pro light. And, um, when you're getting the same value for a, a better bang for your buck, I guess it's hard to justify moving up. And, um, 
I guess that's where the ego comes in. Yeah. You want to race it, but ultimately you don't want to spend that money. And, and, um, they're not making any more money than we are. Um, we get just as much TV time and, uh, it, it's hard to justify, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just, it costs triple almost to go race pro four compared to pro two. So tough decision to make. Ultimately, if I had the budget, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I'd still do it if I had the budget, but, um, I enjoy racing pro two. the competition this last year has probably been the best it's ever been. You know, the last two years have been awesome. You know, yeah, we're going to have great competition again this year. It sucks losing Jarrett. Um, you know, and I, I don't know ultimately where that leaves, you know, who's racing where and what, and when um, I know my schedule's up in the air of what I'm doing, you know, obviously we're going to race, you know, we'll start off at Annie go and, um, but there's a couple races that are, that are in question, you know, and, um, see where it lies. And, uh, we were ultimately, my goal is to give my sponsors the best value that I can this year. And whether that's racing or putting on shows or doing some other events, um, that's what I'm about this year. So. And, and this is a, a pretty vague question here. I mean, you can try to give a, a pretty, um, you know, short, short answer, but like you said, it's, it's, it doesn't pay to, to do a pro four, um, when, when pro two and pro four essentially kind of had the same payout. How is it that somebody like mid America can, can pay more money? Do you think that they've got, you know, different sponsors or investors that you think are putting money towards that track? Or do you think it's a location thing where they're in Oklahoma and they've got a lot more money coming in from, you know, maybe, maybe Texas or, or you know, Oklahoma itself, Colorado, Kansas, whatever it may be how is it that you think Moon America is able to kind of put up more money? Is it just a one-off race or, or, or do you yeah. see something like Mid America doing a series itself? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I'm speculating, but I think Mid America was just looking at one class, you know, that kind of leads to, you know, my thoughts, you know, this is just my opinion, but I think short course has too many classes. And um, I think that's been one of the downfalls of, of short course and advertising and, and budget and sponsorship money because, you know, yeah, ultimately there's pro four pro lights, two pro lights. Now pro two super buggy has moved up to pro pros. Now UTVs, there's so much spread out between the budget and the funding to get it there and, and prize money. If they threw a hundred thousand dollars at the prizes for seven classes is way different than a hundred thousand for one class. And so, you know, my goal for short course would be to, you know, get rid of some of these classes and whether it's just pro light, pro two, pro four, or UTV has their own series or own night, um, and, and bring more value to just individual classes. And, um, I think it's spread too thin and, and that's ultimately where it's, where it's hurting a little bit, you know, is budget is being spent. Okay. Pro four, pro two, pro light. But if there was just say pro two was the premier class and they had one below it, just like NASCAR or just like IndyCar, you know, there isn't 15 classes below it. Yeah. There's other things to race, but, um, you know, that just leads back to the value thing. You know, I, I have a lot of uh, opinions on it and I just think the value we're not getting the value for how much we're spending, how much it costs to go to the racetrack. The value isn't there anymore. Like it used to be. So. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I, I had a, a friend who 
Show remain unnamed as a uh, an employee of Stanford. Um, actually, had a pretty decent, pretty decent point um, about you know the the, the venues um, you know can can play a factor in um, sponsorships or, or people bringing in money. You know, when you got a venue like Crandon that has the skyboxes, you know, hospitality suites, you know, pretty decent places to stay. You know, that attracts people that want to go there. But, you know, some of these other venues, you know, people don't want to always camp, um, you yeah. know, or, or they don't have like hospitality VIP or, you know, some sort of elevated uh, experience. You know, like if you go yeah. to a NASCAR race or you go to anything else, you know, they've got some some nice club seating or whatever it may be. And unfortunately, some of these venues don't have that. Do you think that if there was more money put into venues or someone were to you know, put more money into it and kind of elevate that. Do you think that would change the game too in, in short course? Yeah. You know, I, I know there's been talks of like increasing purses, but ultimately yeah, it, for the racer, that's, that's awesome. You know, increasing purses, that's how you get the racer there. Not, not per se, you know, everybody, but I would rather see the value of whether it's TV or the value of the venue and, and gaining, you know, whether it's at track attendance or online attendance, viewership, you know, that has more value, you know, to me than it does to give me another $5,000 or $10,000, you know, yeah, it makes us feel good to go out and win. And um, for how much money we cost to get in, it makes us feel better. But ultimately I'm trying to provide value for my sponsors. And, um, and that's how I'm going to continue to do this. You know, winnings aren't going to keep me there you know, um, ultimately it's sponsorship. I'm doing this for a living, um, providing value for my sponsors. And I think if that changes of, you know, say per se, we had the tracks at 10,000 instead of adding it to purses, let's add $10,000 together of each track, add that, and let's put it on a, a better live stream or a, a better value that I can go sell to my sponsors. And, um, make each venue have a little bit more value um, so we can continue to come there. Yeah, obviously we want to race for a, a lot of money, but that also comes with with uh, the advertising side of it. If we have something that has a lot of value, you're going to get more sponsorship that that wants to, you know, provide. And, and you know, I, I look at Traxxas, you know, when Traxxas wanted to grow the pro-light class, they stuck in $250,000. Everybody had to run their decal on their visor, but you could win 5000 a race. You know, at that time I was coming home with my, you know, almost $20,000 a weekend if I would win both days and, and with my contingency and fast laps, you know, that was cool. You know, that was great. But, um, ultimately that took a sponsor and, um, but there was a lot of value and some TV and, and online because they're each viewer has a little bit of value for sponsorship. And so ultimately I, I have a lot of opinions on that and I'm, you know, I, this is my thoughts. Um, no, no one else's, but, um, I, I just think, you know, that's where I've kind of just started to worry, take care of my own and take care of my sponsors and provide for them and give them the best value I can, whether that's racing short course or doing other venues or events that, that provide that value. And so, yeah, I, I'm, uh, that, that's kind of where I sit on it, but, um, other people might have opinions on it as well. Well, I mean, I think you have a really good point bringing up Traxxas where, you know, that was, that was a company that came in at, at the right time that was not only able to, you know, put forward, 
the, the sponsorship dollars, but they were able to uh, reap the benefits of it too. You know, I think you, I remember you telling me that Mike Jenkins, you know, took a look at these vehicles and, and I mean, you know, Traxxas is an RC company and they were able to replicate the same vehicles that were out there, which, you know, in turn is going to make itself money off of the, the, the vehicles that it's sponsoring, you know, the, the series that it's sponsoring. Is there another company out there that can kind of, have the same effect as, as a Traxxas, not necessarily an RC company, but, but, but do you kind of know what I mean about how yeah. you're able to sponsor something, but still get something back out of it and, and make a product based off of what you're sponsoring? Yeah. You know, and, and that's, you know, short course has always been, um, I guess, ad endemic sponsors, you know what I mean? Sponsors that you run their product on your truck, whether it's tire sponsors or, you know, even manufacturer sponsors, it's never been, endemic sponsors such as like Bass Pro Shops or anything like that, because I don't think there's been a huge value around the series and, and those kind of companies want to see data and they want to see, um, they, they want to see the TV numbers and they, that's what they're going off of. You know, obviously the show on track and that the thing is really cool, but those endemic sponsors, they want to see, they, they want to see the numbers. And, and that's ultimately, I think why we haven't seen a lot of it is because the value isn't quite there and, um, how we get there. I don't know. You know, everybody's got a, got an opinion and I think it's going to take a collaborative of, of racers and series and tracks. And I don't think we're all on the same page and, um, it's kind of frustrating in a way. And, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. Um, like I said before, we're trying to take care of ourselves and do our own thing. Um, but hopefully one day we can all work together. I know a lot of companies have, you know, are leaving short course, you know, we've heard Falcon and, um, you know, I don't know where anybody else leaves, you know, obviously Cooper's uh, still on with me. We're still going to race and visions with me. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I want the bet. I want to continue to race short course. I've been one of the biggest supporters, you know, Johnny, these people that have been doing it for a living, you know, we've been through the thick and thin, you know, I've been doing it since 2011. I want nothing more to see short course grow. And and that's one reason I'm doing this as well. You know, if I can bring the Harley market to short course, if I can bring the hot rod market to short course, hopefully I can help promote it. And when we bring our race truck down there and introduce them to them and and help it roll while, while providing value for my sponsors. So um, trying to take a different approach to it and hopefully it, hopefully it works out and we can enjoy it and, and grow from here. So do you think that that's why those sponsors are, are kind of, I guess, not contributing as much money or, you know, pulling out of the sport as whole is just, you said the, the, the lack of, I don't want to say lack of TV deal, but you know, the, that the views and stuff, um, those aren't where they want them to be or, or where they should be. And, and the sponsors are kind of just cutting their losses. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. They're all businesses and they're, they have to get return on their investment. And if they're spending 20 or 30 or $40,000 and they're not seeing the value and turnaround in that and in sales and, um, then it has no value to continue to it, even though you may love short course it might not be the best investment. And so ultimately it comes down to the numbers and that's, that's what's happened with me. You know, how much it costs me to race per weekend. Sometimes it isn't adding up and um, I'm not getting that value back on each weekend. And so, so yeah, we're just, we're making adjustments and 
And I think other companies are doing the same. And um, until we can provide value for those customers, whether it's, but I think it's, it takes a collaboration of series tracks and racers coming together and providing value together for that sponsor, not just one doing it. And I, I feel like we've kind of been separated a little bit, you know, from racers and tracks and, and, and promoters of all kind of, of separated. And I think we need to come together and, and work together more to help grow short course. So I don't know, time will tell what happens and, but, um, I'm always going to be a supporter of short course and I'm going to be there and I'm going to race and especially Crandon's and, and race and hopefully go win. You know, that's my goal this year is not necessarily a championship. Obviously championships great. And if things are going well, we're going to compete for it. But Ultimately, I want to win races, you know, different mindset than last year where I was focused on a championship. Um, this year, it's all about wins. And so we're going to do whatever it takes to win. And if things don't work out, then it is what it is. We'll turn around and, and, and put our work in and, and get back out on the track. So, yeah. Um, do you, uh, Jeffrey, a lot of you guys have any uh, like sponsorship or uh, track related questions or anything like that? I mean, the only thing I got to say is I think, like Keegan is going about it the right way because you see, like, I mean, we talked a little bit about Ken block and like Travis Estrano, like they started in racing, but what like blows them up and makes them like mainstream is like those one-off events, the Jim Connors, the other events that Keegan's talking about doing, like, he's like, like, it's like, for me, I see like Keegan or like a CJ would be one of the only ones that can pull it off where they got like the reach. And I think like Keegan being personable and, doing the hot rod market. Like, I think that's what it takes to get more eyes, like focus on like, Oh yeah. Keegan's doing the hot rod stuff. He's doing all these shows. Like where'd he start from? And then people are going to go and see him race at all these tracks. And like you said, get more eyes on him <laughs> and his sponsors. And I think it's a good model for like what he's talking about, like what the sport I should say needs. And even like sponsors, like get more people interested in it. Yeah. You know, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And that's what I know me and Jeffrey have had conversation for like the last three years about doing a cool video. And so, you know, that's, that's, I think where we're headed, you know, is, uh, is doing some cool content and, and creating some video, whether it's around the hot rod market or even the short course market. But another reason to build the hot rod was, you know, during the summer, the, the race truck is torn down a lot and in between prep and it's hard to bring shows. And so this is one way that I can, also create content around when things are things are stale and in the shop and we're working on race trucks. Well, hey, we can go create content with a hot rod and do some burnouts. And so we had some cool things like I plan to release and throughout the summer and and with the build process and hopefully use you guys and you know, we're partnered up again and do some cool content. So uh anything, uh Jeffrey, okay. Um so the reason I'm asking is just because it's such a shift on uh, the next question that I have yeah. um, and, and you can choose a, to answer it or not. Cause I know like, cause we're, we're, we're going to be talking about someone uh, else and it's just kind of referring to um, end, end of the season stuff uh, when it came to Crandon. Um, one of your fellow competitors uh, got disqualified uh, in the world cup. Um, we do plan on, he, he's reached out to me and, and we do plan on bringing him on eventually um, but what were your kind of like thoughts or opinions on it? If, if you, you know, want to, want to talk about it or not. 
Um, yeah. But he did get disqualified. He's not allowed to race the World Cup race 2023, and then he's on probation 2024, but he can still participate. What, what were your thoughts on that or, or from what you understand, what was kind of the issue? Yeah, you know, I, we all knew that, you know, Chevy was trying to develop an LS to basically provide a more affordable alternative to Pro 2 engines. But my opinion, the Pro 2 engines, you know, we've had the most competitive racing we've ever had in the last three, you know, three, four years, you know, with this spec engine. And so, and I get it, you know, the series was looking at, at, at implementing it, but it was never put into the rules. And, you know, I don't know the behind the scenes, you know, this is all, you know, conversations and stuff, but, you know, ultimately he got caught, had something that wasn't approved by Crandon and, you know, you know, whether he got approved by someone that wasn't there or wasn't, you know, that's here and there, here or there. And, you know, ultimately he has to just deal with the price and, you know, I, I have a decent relationship with, you know, with Ryan. And so like, I don't hate him for it. You know, he's a racer and he's trying to, you know, better his program and, you know, do I think it was smart to, you know, he never had a conversation with any of the pro two guys about it. And I, I think it could have been approached differently and it probably would have been okay. But, um, the way things got, way things were handled, I think Cranon did the right thing. You know, you can't allow that and you just got to move on from it. You know, I think, you know, Ryan's got his side. I know other racers are pretty upset. Um, it is what it is. You know, that's my thought behind it. I, he got away, you know, he basically got caught and, um, you know, whether it was, you know, it wasn't like it was a complete engine swap that nobody knew what it was. I mean, everybody knew that they were developing this wasn't, wasn't proven where it was at, was never discussed with the pro two guys. So, um, ultimately it had nothing to do with champ because all, it was a Crandon race, Crandon sanctioned event. And so wasn't in the Crandon rules and got caught for it. And so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I would expect nothing less from Crandon and they have a reputation to hold and, so yeah, just uh, move on from it. I don't have any hard feelings towards Ryan or anybody, you know. So um, we're all here taking care of it, and I'm glad that things did work out, you know, for everybody. Um, obviously, Ryan's in the in the worst position, but he took the risk, and and that's what you know was a reward. So um, yeah, we'll just have to live with it, move on, and better it for his program and for everybody else. So. Uh, anything uh the you or Jeffrey or Lyle? Okay. Well let's uh uh before we uh wrap up, we got a few more questions here, Keegan. Uh yeah. so we are going to Idaho end of January. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we yeah. are gonna go have some fun. And uh yeah, this is my first time heading out to Idaho, heading out to Washington. I know you uh, asked and uh, we're gonna do a little little wolf hunt. Gonna go yes. out there with our uh, bare hands and knives, and we're gonna see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need an adrenaline rush. We need an adrenaline rush. So, uh, no guns. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm fortunate. Like, um, that have a relationship with uh, you know, you know, obviously Bobby Connor and 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 that family, and you know, he invited us out to go do a wolf hunt. You know, that's one been one of my passions is like guns lately, you know, when, when things aren't racing, we've been, 
you know, buying thermals and doing different things and, and spending time. And so, yeah, we planned this hunt, you know, end of January, uh, invited Tito and impulse to come do some filming for us and, and maybe do some hunting shows. So, uh, provide mm-hmm. some other people with some cool content and, uh, you know, some behind the scenes stuff, some things that we enjoy to do. And besides just racing, you know, I think most people just see us as, as, Hey, we only race. And, um, I think this will be fun. You know, I, you know, a couple of friends are coming out, we got five or six of us and, and we're just going to have a great weekend and, and create some content and have some fun with it. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys kind of be at the forefront of that whole uh, wolf hunt thing. I'll be in the back. <laughs> Yeah, um, how no, do you think Tito's gonna you, do out there? You, you know why we're bringing Tito for bait? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what. Yeah. He's the slowest yeah. one. So hey, I, I saw his foot race this summer. We're bringing him because he's the slowest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we I just got to be faster than him if we're running away. So. I, I might be the worst person, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up talking to the wolf and I'm be like, brother wolf. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we brought you to call. We brought you to call. Yeah, <laughs> you're real indigenous, and then and yeah. then they're like, oh, how Tito died. He, he tried Run. talking to a wolf, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We thought uh, you'd have we you'd bring back and you'd build track for us and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are gonna leave, you guys are gonna take off running and then you're gonna think I died and then I'm gonna come back with a wolf on my head, yeah. all bloody and shit, yeah. and be like, I'm, yeah. I'm now their king. Yeah. I'm now the chief yeah. alpha. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah, it'll all be right. fun. We're excited. Hopefully, do some more hunts like that and film them and create some cool content elsewhere besides just racing and yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, and then, uh, and then we're going to Daytona, uh, or I, I guess I don't know how much of this I can say or not, but yeah, you can uh, say it. We're going to Daytona bike week. We'll be down there. Who's we? We're going to bring the, uh, basically. <laughs> who, who, yeah. Who, who's we? Well, whoever wants to come, I invited you, Jeffrey. You said, oh, I don't know. Gonna go. yeah, um, weekend. That sounds like an answer he would yeah. give to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then, uh, I guess Tito's yeah. Whoever wants to come down, we'll be down there in Daytona set up a display for Lucas and do some content, bring the race truck, kind of debut the race truck down there, new livery and stuff. And that's the plan. So going ahead with that and it'll be fun. Riding some Harleys for the week, creating content around that, creating content with sponsors and, and uh, just showing another aspect, you know? And uh, Todd's got like a Starlink, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Or something with like a uh, internet. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, my plan to get Starlink this summer too. You know, because one of the problems with and, and I'll yeah, work. <laughs> one of the problems with most of the short course races here is we don't have service. So, um, you know, some of the other guys have been doing Starlink. So that's the plan this year is to get a Starlink so we can have, you know, Wi-Fi. You know, basically service wherever we're at. So, well, yeah, because if, if he brings the Wi-Fi keys um, and he sets up under the canopy, I'll just log into my laptop. And uh, occasionally check my emails. So as if I'm like working for the day, so I don't have to use a just leave it on. PTO we're just going to leave. The, yeah. We're going to leave the computer just open and I'm at work. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll blur my yeah. background. I'm be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. 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 All you hear is Harley. Harley. On the back of Keegan, holding on to Keegan on going down Daytona. Well, yeah. yeah. Dude. So here's another thing, man. If, if people are out there listening, we're we should start a GoFundMe. Uh, to get Keegan a uh, a side by side cart, a side cart for him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A side cart for his uh, for his motorcycle. I said I'll ride in the side cart. I'll get like the the leather hat and like the big like big glasses. 
And if we get a sidecar, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll drive her. Hold on, let me see how much. Yeah, they're they're expensive. I'll keep keep talking. Gonna be a minute. We were waiting. Yeah, gonna be a minute. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Only will Tito fit? What's our weight limit on? Oh yeah, yeah, that's another thing. You gotta get you gotta get one that I can fit in too. I might be turning right. It's like one of those race ones. (laughs) Get some custom made tires for this uh, sidecar. Fucking a lot of friction, burning rubber. I don't know. It doesn't say really. Um, yeah. But then, uh, so we're gonna, we're going to be doing Bike Week uh, in uh, March, and then you are also then heading to Mexico then at the end of yeah, March hopefully, and into yeah. April. Yeah, we're still working on a little bit of details with Vision, but um, looking like we'll be headed to San Felipe 250 at the end of March with uh, Vision Wheel and Todd, and also doing some content down there. So, yeah, just just trying to fill the void of, you know, that's another thing with short course. You know, Annie Go starts in June, and, um, you know, I want to get content out there and, and create some other stuff, you know, beforehand. You know, it's always been, well, let's work on race trucks, get them ready to go. Um, but this way it'll, it'll provide for some fans and get a sneak peek at kind of what we do besides just racing and, um, hopefully they enjoy it and maybe we'll create some YouTube videos and some reels and some Instagram, you know, whatever we want to do, you know, whether it's TikToks, we'll have fun with it. And, uh, uh, yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I think the Mexico one, I I will probably have to use PTO. I don't know if um yeah, I don't know if we'll be able to use that Starlink and uh, yeah. you're able to log in. Hey, wait, why are you in Mexico right now? Yeah, yeah they, they yeah. just track your laptop. Yeah. yeah, all my emails come in Spanish, and they're like, "Where are you wait, at?" Like, oh shit. Wait, maybe we can. It. While we're there, Jeffrey, let's go to your house and just be on your computer for you. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, there we go. Yeah, we'll be in Dubuque, Iowa. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Is that the race still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're gonna be warmer. We're gonna be on the beach. When you're the head media for a big company, you know, yeah, can't go have fun. I'm it sounds like yeah, sounds like man. I'm be so far from home, Jeffrey. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna be enjoying myself either. Yeah, you know, I like eighty degree weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think I like that? He's like, you think I want to go? Yeah, 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 yeah. You think I want to go all the way to Mexico? I, man, I guess if I have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hang out with Keegan yeah. and Todd. Yeah, yeah. If you guys don't want to. I guess I will. Yeah, I guess I'll bite that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, no, it's uh, it'll be a fun year. We're excited, like you know, do some cool content. Yeah. We're going to have the same, we'll have some good racing content from the other races, but I also want to provide more and, and show them a little bit behind, you know, what we're all about and having fun and riding Harleys and hunting and doing a bunch of different stuff. So, um, with you guys, I think we're going to make some cool stuff this year and in 2024 will be even better. So I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like I said, that off season sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like you're keeping yourself busy, and and uh, you know, can't wait to to see you, dude. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Like we're, uh, it's coming up quick. We'll be uh, we'll be already getting some stuff going into this month, and 
before you know it, we'll be in Mexico. So I'm excited. Oof, rough, rough, rough day yeah. for uh, Impulse. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> don't forget to allow you guys get any more questions. Yeah. No. Alrighty, man. Well, uh, I'm He's all mad. done. He's mad now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk to him more. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Uh, I guess uh, when, when are you going to be on Call of Duty next? Yeah, I don't know, man. Life's been busy. And uh, every time I go to get on, uh, oh, oh, I only want to play Search and Destroy with Jeffrey, though. Thank you. See? God damn it, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you place S&D with uh, Jeffrey, and then let Come me know on, doesn't you that bring don't want you, to play S&D. Doesn't that bring you back to the like, good old days back in the day? Well, here's the thing. I, I, fucking Jeffrey... <laughs> Here's the reason why he plays Search and Destroy is because then game one, it doesn't matter if we win or lose, he starts talking shit to the other team. And then the yeah, other team I was starts there talking when, shit. when you're doing that too. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I get started and it happened fucking yesterday and I didn't even realize I was doing it. You were so you did so good for two rounds too. Then <laughs> and you started like, getting you started battling back uh, with him. Yeah, I was like, Tito, help me out. He's like, No, I ain't saying shit. And then, like two rounds later, <laughs> what motherfucker? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was me and you when we were playing too. Heck yeah, man! I, I get a little toxic. I start laughing, I, but that's why I like Search and Destroy. It gives me a good mm-hmm. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, then yeah. I'm out there rocking a riot shield and an RPG, and they're like, "Who's this fucking piece of shit?" And I'm, like, I'm like, "You're lucky there's not fucking five of me. I'd be six old right now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's all heated already. Yeah. Dude, I know. I'm all, Just I'm talking all about up, it, man. It's time for you to leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all, all right, right kids, guys. Well, man, thanks thank for you having so me. Much. Yeah. Yeah. We'll oh. we'll talk soon. All right, brother. All Thank right. you so much for giving yeah. your time, man. I appreciate it. I'll talk See, to you later. Yep. Yeah. See you guys later. All right. Love you. Later. Love you. Love you. Love, Love you. you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we dropping? <laughs> He's got me all fired up yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. What's that now? Yeah. I'm all bricked up. Yeah. yeah. He's like, we're ready to talk shit to you guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Forgot I was recording. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Almost said some yeah. unforgivable words. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, no, that was a good one. Like, I mean, well, like I said, like, I just like how I mean we're friends. He knows that we do a podcast, but he's still open about about everything. Yeah. yeah. So, no, that was a good. I think he's doing it. He's going to be doing it right with the whole. Yes. Showing like the other events, and sadly, yeah. that does mean like he might miss some races. But like, ultimately, you got to look at the big picture. Yeah. Well, like and he said, I think he's doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, he has to provide for his family, but at the same time, he is trying to create more eyes on our sport. Yeah. And if missing a race or two is going to have to do that, then, you know, you know, go him. Yeah. Well, and, and the, I guess the thing of it, too, is, is like, let's say, hypothetically, he has the the same start this season as he does as he did last season. Yeah. You know, like what what races does he go to and which ones, you know, doesn't he? If if you know, let's say Andy goes an awful start. Brandon's an awful start. Does he even go to ERX? Does he go to Lena? I know that Bark Rivers is favorite track, you know, does he even go there? Yeah. Or, or does he save that, you know, potential money or whatever it may be and go do something else and show up for Crandon and then maybe try Jay Oklahoma just for, just for trying it. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like Lyle said, I mean, I think he's doing it right. I think, uh, 
you know, very blessed that he's choosing us to document that type of series and that type of video and that type of content. So, you know, I mean, only time will tell. Yeah. Like I said, he, there, there's only a handful of people that race short course that could probably pull something off like that. Like I said, him, CJ, and maybe Andrew. Yeah. You yeah. know, and the thing was, I was talking to CJ about that. And, you know, as as personable he is, if you will, as far as, like, in front of the camera, like, this guy is, like, legitimately shy. Like, he doesn't want to show, like, his, what he does for a living. Like, he doesn't want to show that he races RC cars. Doesn't want to, like, really showcase that, you know, he's working out, you know, or what he does in the shop or anything. Like, not many people, like, believe that he works on his own vehicles and everything. So, it's, uh, you know, I think if CJ starts letting people into his life a little bit more, I think that could be another game changer. But, you know, it's letting people into your life and letting people into your space that, you know, you find, like, your peace, if you will. Well, then, and then does it go back to the, you know, where... Um, you know, just kind of how he grew up, you know, where he's, where he's doing the homeschooling stuff and he, he always had to kind of be careful about what he was saying until, you know, he was old enough to kind of accept, you know, how he is, who he is and just the things that he likes. Do so you think that's still maybe lingering on a little bit where maybe that shyness comes in where he's like, he, he's still trying to be careful a little bit, maybe? I don't know. Should we call him up? No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> no, because no one sees it. would be on we, for we another hour talking. and a half. <laughs> yeah, we ended up fucking having a three-hour episode. You think? Uh, be like Joe Rogan. We can keep it like you think? we know that's what's going to happen. Keep it fifteen yeah. minutes. We'll be like, hey, we got a fifteen-minute no, no. cold call. We tried that last time with him, and then I think it went on for like a legit like hour. Yeah. <laughs> He'd yeah, be a great he, next guest then. But he's like the fan favorite. He's our, you, you hear him like out like shopping and shit out in public. He's, he's like, yeah, yeah, I got time. <laughs> Yeah, I got time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Next time. Next he's time. at a doctor appointment, like say ah. He's like, hold on, guys. Ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh God. He's like, I hate, I hate he's at the fucking dentist. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, like like I said, I think Keegan's going in the right direction. Um, mm-hmm. I think we need more people to follow his direction. And people are, um, you know, and and you know, we're very like i said blessed to be on you know to have them choose us but then again like there's a lot of people that want us <laughs> to do like the same thing but we can't spread ourselves too thin yeah you well know? and then you know that then you start to kind of battle with that too it's like if that's the case you know is is that the route then that we go to to be paid in order to do this full time and then we have to you know, shelf rush for a year. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, who, who, who knows? I mean, this I mean, year, like I said, my, my, my plan is I want to make money. I want our company to grow. And if that's the route that we have to go and, you know, unfortunately put rush away for a year and then come back stronger in 24, you know, I mean, that's something I guess that we have to discuss as a team, Obviously yeah. not on, on the air, but you know, I mean, like I said, the possibilities are there. Uh, we just got to have to go the route that is going to a help us out uh, and B, like what content, like what direction can we go as far as content creators? You know, do we do rush or do we do 
like behind the scene type stuff like with Keegan, CJ, Ryan Beat, Kyle Kleiman, Kyle Green, you know, with all these drivers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and get paid for it. Or do we, you know, again, do we take another year of let's uh, risk it and have $10 in our bank account <laughs> or, <laughs> or, you know, again. or, yeah. Again. yeah. Or we say, you know, like, and hopefully a miracle happens and someone says, Hey, we want you guys to do rush. Here's a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So, or, or we start doing weddings. Or weddings. Fucking weddings. Killer video, by the way. But yeah. um yeah. do you wanna do you wanna cold call anybody at all or no? Uh I mean the only person I would cold call is probably CJ, but I don't um, What about the one we talked about earlier? Oh should we? I mean you with Snowcross, I mean it can be a quick five, ten minute little ask kinda and just see how things are going and then just wrap wrap up the episode. Uh yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, give me. Do you have a little intro for her? I can. I mean, it'll be real quick, but yeah. All right, here we go. Well, I'm I'm doing it right now. Okay. I'm calling. I'm calling. <laughs> yes, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous right now. We're calling our boss. <laughs> We're calling her boss. Our boss. Our boss. Oh. Designed and developed in Green Bay, Wisconsin since 1973. Castle X has kept you comfortable and protected from the elements. That's why we introduced the all-new CX-950 V2 helmet, the premier modular dual sport helmet. For all of your riding needs, visit a Castle dealer near you or castlesales.com. Castle X, your performance gear company. And our next guest, AMA superstar, Haley Shanley. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Actually, I, I dead ass. I'm just waking up from a nap. Oh, what? are you serious? Where are you at? Are you in where, like Guam? Like, where are you at? Tokyo? What's what's going on? Paris? <laughs> yeah, Paris. I am home. I just I got home on um, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday night. So like chilling at home, getting rested up, and ready to head out to Canterbury tomorrow. Um, my stupid ass. I I thought I booked my flight for Thursday, hoping I could get another day home, but I think I fly out tomorrow. Um, unfortunately. So quick trip home. <laughs> well, look at you. You're you're like uh you're like the female uh pit bull. You're just Miss International, aren't you? Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's everything I strive to be. <laughs> no, but uh, how you been, man? How was uh how was this past weekend? Oh, I've been good. Um, thank you for asking. Last like, weekend was a dream. Uh, I went, um, yeah, it was just, it was surreal. The Supergrass is like everywhere I've wanted to be. Um, the goal was always like to backtrack here. Um, to work in the sports I'm working in has always been the dream. And I think like the highest ticket item, like the biggest one, the granddaddy of all has been Supercross. So it, it didn't really feel real. Um, and even waking up Sunday morning, I'm like, yeah, that was a dream that, uh, that didn't happen. No way. Um, it was really, really great. So it, the entire crew was so welcoming and easy to work with. And I've never really had that experience before. Like it was just a, and by that, I mean, you're working with a brand new, like massive team. Like that's usually very scary. You don't know kind of how the communications go. 
the workflow and everything, but they made it all super, super easy. So it was fun. Um, and honestly, I think my teammates made me feel so at home to where it didn't really feel like my first day. So uh, all in all, it was just a, a really great experience. And I think I proved myself that, you know, this is going to be 21 plus weeks on the road. Um, but after having that first weekend out of the way, I think it's going to be a lot more doable than I had imagined between mm-hmm. um, Snowcross and Supercross this year. So that's um, that was a relief. Uh, does uh, does the Supercross, knowing that you're going to be doing that on the weekend, does that kind of elevate or give you a little bit more energy of, of being able to power through, like you said, 21 weekends compared to if you were just doing Snowcross? Yeah. And and I think what it does is like, it's, it motivates me. And I feel like it's the opposite too, for like, when I go to snowcross, like after Fargo, I'm so motivated for supercross. So like each, each sport, like it, it's a two totally different workflows, like be in the booth versus being on track, but you learn little things from both little nuances that help you with one another. So it just gets me fired up, honestly. And there's so many things this last weekend that I'm just like taking notes for. I'm like, oh man, it was so cool if we did this with um, Snowcross um, or do this with mm-hmm. Champ Off-Road. So there, um, it, it really gets me hyped up in that way. Um, and also like anytime you just go have a good broadcast, it's always a boost of confidence too. So it's just like having your confidence like boosted each time hopefully each time you have a good show um it just gets you even more excited for the next one no matter you're changing sports or doing the same sport um two weekends in a row so yeah absolutely and and that was something that i was yeah uh, gonna ask was you know are, are there any sort of like tips or tricks that you can uh learn from you know ama supercross that you can kind of you know take into snowcross or champ and and maybe you know, kind of see positive things turn around in that aspect? Yeah, without a doubt. And that was always like going into this. That was one thing I'm like, this is going to be difficult. Like this is going to be such a challenge. Like I've never been faced with before, not only the schedule, but when you're here, like you are expected to perform at a very high level. So that's a lot of pressure right there, but I'm like, that is only going to make me better. So, um, personally, yes, I feel like there's, there's so much personal growth to happen there for you know, it's reps. Like each time you're on air, it doesn't matter how many years you've been doing this, you get more comfortable. You have more experiences that make you more prepared for the next time. So on the personal front, absolutely. And on the uh, sport as a whole and how they market themselves, their production, their marketing without a doubt, because that's where I've always worked with the sports that I've been involved in. Um, with Supercross, I am just working on the broadcast. But um, as you guys know, with with Snowcross and Champ, I'm um, media director. So a lot of what we do at those two series are based off of what we see being done at Luxoil Pro Motocross and AMA Supercross. So mm-hmm. always taking notes there. And that's not just from me, like Carl Shabitsky, Miranda Litzow, like everyone at ISOC Racing is a diehard moto person. So we're not just keeping tabs on what those two series are doing, but um, we look at other major motorsports and we look outside of motorsports too. So um, the particulars, um, yeah, I'm still kind of getting a feel for all that they do because I know what I see externally. I see what they do, um, you know, with their their paid ads on TV, their production um, and digital marketing, all that stuff. So I'm still kind of taking notes to see how we can step it up on that front. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, a work in progress, learning as we go. You know, I, I, I was never like a really huge, big 
uh, motocross guy. I mean, I, I grew up at Crandon, kind of watched that, and and I did I did learn to enjoy it. Uh, you know, as I got as I got older, um, were you? I, I know it's hard to put this aside, but were you cheering for anyone in in like specific this past weekend? Yeah, and and I feel like it's I've always been this way with the sports I cover. Like I don't have favorites, however there are people who I want to see succeed. And for me, it's always been the underdogs. Like I'm, I'm a big stat person. So numbers and results, yes, those without a doubt matter to me. And I think those are unequivocally important to the fans, but human interest stories and the background piece of it, the personalities, the heart, um, all of that is equally as important to me. So I want to see people do really well. And for me, I think this race, I really want to see, Ken Roxon do well simply for the fact that he has so much doubt surrounding him and what he came away with, um, I believe a top five finish in the main, um, but also Adam Cianciarulo, he was the biggest question mark, like, can his body keep up? And he's spoken very openly about how mentally this has just been the wildest trip for him, his career, um, the expectations on him. And he's spoken very candidly with us about that off camera, um, and the struggle that he's had. So, uh, Stories like that, I want to see people who have been struggling. I want to see them do well, and that, and that's the same with um with Snowcross and Champ. And I feel like recently, with um with Ishul being injured, holy smokes, like that's that's exactly the same kind of story. Um, so that's that's one thing that I can't help but have a soft spot for. Yeah, I, I put uh fifty bucks down on Justin Barsha and uh, lost that real quick. So. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I've always been a Barsha guy and I, I, maybe it's just the way that his name is said. I don't know, but I, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been one to kind of like jump on the, like the popular train on things. So um, that's, that's kind of my guy and I cheer from the back and I'm fine with it. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Barsha, like he'd been so strong in a one, but not only that, like, I think a lot of people bet on him for other things to be bam, bam. And I don't think we saw as much of that, um, if any at all that I can remember. So it's, that's, um, that's what makes it fun as well. Right. Like knowing these stories and seeing how they surprise you or mm -hmm. just catch you off guard. All right. Well, we just, uh, I don't know if these boys have any other questions for you. Um, uh -huh. all right. Well, we just wanted to cold call you, check in, see how you're doing. And uh, man, we're we're super happy for you. And I will be there at Canterbury this weekend, so I will see you then. I am excited, Tito. I had heard like when I first heard that Impulse Media was on board for Snowcross, and Carl was like, "Yeah, all all three are, are coming along." And I'm like, "Hold up." Tito doesn't do well. <laughs> Tito does not love the snow. So I'm like, no way. And I was really, and I was bummed, um, but I wasn't surprised. No offense when I didn't see you. And Fargo's like, okay, it was too good to be true. Um, but the fact that you're making an appearance at Canterbury, that warms my heart. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I like, cause I went to ERX and that was a lot of fun, but then, you know, everyone there was telling me like, yeah, man, Canterbury is a place you got to go. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to set everything aside and I'm going to go to Canterbury because again, I heard it was great last year. So I'm, um, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for Friday and Saturday. Oh man. Well, that makes me happy to hear if that's, if there's one you're going to go to all year and it, I mean, they're all awesome for their own reasons, but Canterbury is Canterbury, like mm -hmm. just the, just the facility, the flashiness to it. And 
there's so much indoor. Um, and there's a casino too. It's a great time. So I'm, I'm pumped to hear that. So we'll, yes. yeah, we'll see you guys this weekend. Look, look for the big drunk guy in the, in the yellow stuff. That's going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, without a doubt. I'll, if I don't find you, I can find Mike Roth chasing you down. Oh, yeah. Christ. He was God. Such a, having such a good day until you said that. <laughs> PTSD. Yeah. And, and by the way, Mike, I love you, Mike. I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right, Haley, thank you so much for picking yeah. up. We really, really appreciate yeah. it. We'll see you in a couple right, days. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. 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 So who are you guys a big fan of in, in AMA? Uh, for me, I mean, I was a big Davy Millsaps guy. He's retired. Yep. So now I am all about Adam Cincerillo. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> you, know? mm-hmm. you too, Jeffrey? No, I'm more of the comeback kid, K-Rock. I want to see him do good this year. I don't okay. like whether he wins the championship or not. I just want to see him be consistent. Like, so you're gonna go with uh, Bubba's uh, was his younger brother, right? Malcolm yeah, Stewart. Malcolm, yeah. oh, dude, that guy is gnarly on a bike. I thought you guys. I thought you were gonna jump Why? on the train. Why? I don't know. Just, <laughs> I just, I'm just Why? wondering to see what yeah. kind of Why? guys you are. Why? I, I don't know. You guys have a similar skin complexion. I don't know. Is that what you're leaning towards? How dark you are? <laughs> you, you know that's why you even said Malcolm Stewart. <laughs> you know that's why you even said Malcolm Stewart. That's why he was pushing you towards it. I, like, I why, know. Tito? Why? Why you? Why would you say that? You know, there's another Jaleek uh, Swole. Is, Go ahead, is, try is African American. So one more time. <laughs> <laughs> it was that first name that got me. Oh, no. that's funny. Yeah, I don't know why, man. I've always been a Barsha guy. I think it's just because of like how his name spelled and how you say it. I was like, you know what? I'm here for it. And yeah. and I think you know he's always like, or he's uh, I don't know, like Bam Bam, right? He was just kind of like, don't out there to fuck, fuck you up. Don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, his helmet this week, and I think it said like it's easier to pass me on the inside. Like that's on the back funny. of his that's helmet. <laughs> yeah. Like if you go that's outside funny. on me, I'm fucking taking you out. Yeah. Pushing you yeah. into the crowd, man. Yeah. See, and I don't know why, but I'm into that. Yeah. I like that stuff too. Uh, See, I'm, I'm into that toxicity. Maybe that's yeah. what I need in my life. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Lyle, I don't need, I don't need a Hispanic. Yeah. Was it, was it you, it was a you Latinans need to stop being Hispanic and, and need to start being his piece. Yeah. <laughs> his piece. Oh, so dumb. Oh, that's great. That so dumb. The way uh, I should have asked Haley was like, I mean, I should have asked her like what the difference was. Like oh. She's used to being like in front of like champ and Snowcross, like the face of it. And then you hop to a packed stadium of like 70,000 people. Yeah, yeah. and fireworks going off, racing. I mean, dude, it was nuts. I mean, new good job, for day yeah. one kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, good yeah. for her. Like, I'm super. Like, I told her uh, in the messages, you know, like she's paid in the path for like people like us. Yeah, you know, to hopefully sure. do bigger stuff than Champ Off Road and and Snowcross. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like, like I don't want to say like a stepping stone, but. I mean, for her to, to to come where she came from, taking, you know, those journalism classes in college to, you know, getting even into the sport and then, you know, elevating her way up through, you know, Snowcross and then into Champ and then into, you know, Supercross is pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty cool, man. Probably. Yeah. And then same, like, 
another impressive thing is like the information she's got to retain, like from multiple sports going on at once. (laughs) Yeah. Like Like to know everything about everybody. I mean, you've got to be a nerd for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 21 weeks though. Yeah. That's insane. Being on the road for five months straight. Every single weekend she's going to be gone doing something. Yeah. Nuts. That's the dream though, boys. Yeah. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) But all righty, man. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the uh, episode. We'll be back next week. Um, Again, man, thank you everybody for the, for the really encouraging words, messages, you know, talking about us being back, you know, uh, on the podcast, listening to us and uh, you know, we're going to keep trucking along and and we're going to hopefully take this bad boy um, to newer heights, man. But until then, man, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Alrighty. See you guys later. Bye. 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 Love you. Love you. This is how legends are.